What's in the horse pill? It's just medicine. It's good for you. Yeah, but I don't like the idea of taking something if I don't know what it is. Don't get upset, Mr. McMurphy. I'm not getting upset, Miss Pilbo. It's just that I don't want anyone to try and slip me saltpeter. Murphy doesn't want to take his medication orally. I'm sure we can arrange that he can have it some other way. But I don't think you'd like it, Mr. McMurphy. You'd like it, wouldn't you? Well, I'd give it to me. So it's uh, well, well. Welcome back to On Point. My name's David Peck, and and I, I was going to just step right in there, but it's it's too bad we don't have like uh, you know. Uh, prizes <laughs> and and I, I wonder how many out there don't know uh, the film and maybe recognize the voice uh, perhaps uh, perhaps not but it's it's an um, I guess it's an oldie but a goodie now I guess I can actually say that but uh, Louise Fletcher uh, who uh, the woman who played uh, the actress who played Nurse Ratchet on uh, the, in the film One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest uh, she died uh, very recently 88 years old and a very famous Oscar acceptance speech. Um, and she spoke in sign language, I believe, to her husband. And anyway, we're gonna we're gonna chat a little bit about that. Dr. Roger McIntyre is here with us tonight. He's a professor of psychiatry and pharmacology at U of T and head of mood disorders psychopharmacology unit with the University Health Network. Dr. McIntyre, thanks for joining us on the show tonight. Great to be with you. What a incredible movie it was and what a legacy it left. It, it it really did, and and I mean I I I I did a minor, I did a major in uh, philosophy, which some people would say, which means I minored in depression, but that's a whole other story. Major majored in philosophy, but I minored in film. Um, I was very close to a, a full on double major, and I remember unpacking this film years ago, like we're talking quite a few years ago. Roger, tell tell me about your experience with the film and and what you know about it, how it really, I guess you could say, challenged the status quo. Yeah, I mean, I came at this uh, not as an expert in movies like yourself. Yeah, sure. Uh, your, your academic interest, but it came. You know, it's one of my it was my one of most favorite movies. I'm a psychiatrist, and I'm a I'm a I'm an advocate of people who live with mental illness. So I've got many sort of uh, skins in this game, and 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 certainly look look the movie is uh, uh, already recognized by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, aesthetically relevant to the American society. This is a this is one of the pivotal movies of, of our life. Mm. A huge movie. Um, and there are so many things to say about it, but to keep my remarks maybe just brief and, and succinct, what I would say is that the movie um, left a legacy. But before we get to legacy, I think it captured a really a zeitgeist of fear, a zeitgeist mm. of stigma, of psychiatry as a profession, mental illnesses as they were understood, and certainly its treatment. And, and, and related to that, I think it also really tapped into a, a notion of psychiatric illness as being uh, characterized by some defect. I think there was elements of treatment that were looked at as punitive in, 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 in that regard. And I think, in fact, that there was, um, at the time, in this movie, of course, you know, 1975, it was released, really tapped into a culture at the time wherein certainly there was mistrust in many different aspects of our society. Of course, this was the Vietnam War ending up. Mm. We had uh, economic crisis uh, at the time. Of course, everyone knew the oil crisis of the year earlier, two years earlier. So there's a lot of things that were happening. This movie, I think, really tapped into. 
And the legacy of that, I think, is that there's been many changes in psychiatry, things that we became very sensitive to, and I think things that have significantly changed since then. Do, do you do you remember that time? Like, I, I mean, I think from my understanding, the book was originally banned, probably because of, oh, I don't know. I don't even know, so I probably shouldn't say, but I'm going to guess probably for the usual suspects, it was banned back yeah. in the day. Um, yeah. And yet we would look at it now and say, wow, isn't it brilliant? Look at look at the light that was shone. You know, um, Diane Ackerman says that the purpose of art is to shine light in the darkness. And it mm-hmm. seems to me, My, Milo's foreman, the director, you know, uh, was was taking on the establishment. I mean, not just psychiatry and the mental health, mm-hmm. uh, I suppose, uh, world, but also, I guess we could say, um, kind of authority across the board. I mean, this is a film about human rights and and and, and about freedom, right? Yeah. Isn't it yeah. ultimately? I mean, it's about there's so much more going on here than meets the eye. Oh, absolutely. The book was written, as you know, by Ken Kesey in 1962. Uh in you know, the movie was filmed in Oregon in the mid 70s. And and you're right. I mean, this was a this is a movie really that, you know, really captured aspects of human rights, uh uh the authority uh, power, structure, libertarianism, um, and the right to autonomy. There were so many aspects that were played out in this movie. Of course, with brilliant acting and you know, and many awards, won all five Academy Awards at that time, which you made reference to. Um, my own sort of concern about the movie was, and I, and this is certainly not a secret, is that there were you know, it, it played into, but it also left, I think, a very unfortunate legacy about 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 mental illness. Right. And, and it characterized mental illness in a way that uh, in many ways uh, uh, there were some aspects that were accurate, but some aspects that were not so accurate. And, and, and certainly to this day, I can tell you, I mean, I've spent 20, almost 25 years now uh, helping people who live with depression. And it's remarkable to this day when we talk about treatments for psychiatry to this day, it keeps coming up how one flew over the cuckoo's nest portrayed the treatment and that left a very negative impression in people's minds. And, you know, look at treatments like ECT, electroconvulsive therapy, sure. shock therapy. And, of course, that was played out in the movie as a, you know, you had Nurse Cratchit. And, of course, she was this tyrant. And um, she, uh, as the nurse, was in this power struggle with Jack Nicholson's character. And as a form of punishment, he was given ECT. Of course, he was eventually given a lobotomy in the movie. That's so, right. You know, and so ECT was played out in a way that really, you know, in, left a, a a mark in people's understanding of, of mental illness uh, and its treatment. And ECT, by the way, just for your listeners, ECT is uh, uh, not how it's portrayed in the movie. Right. Uh, it's 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 uh, about as about as dramatic as watching someone getting their teeth cleaned. Quite frankly, there's not much drama to it. And it is very safe. And here's here's the part that little people it's not well known is that it is the most effective treatment in 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 psychiatry and perhaps one of the most effective treatments in all of medicine to treat paralyzing, debilitating, malignant depression. Wow. And so many people will not take it thanks to that movie. Say, uh, now, right. that, that, now that's an oversimplification. I don't think anyone makes a decision based on one factor. But the point is that there was a stigma. But there but there's positive to it. The positive is I think that we, we, we in the profession, I think, paid much more attention to the issue of stigma and not only towards the illnesses, but its treatment. And I think we've seen significant changes in those areas, uh, in, in positive in stigma 
that we've paid very, very careful attention to. And we've also done to the best of our ability, try to be very respectful of people's autonomy and their human rights, but also recognize people have the right to health. And often mental illness takes away their insight, disallowing them the health that they deserve. Yeah, and I think I think for me, uh, what you've really highlighted here is it, it, there is an oversimplification. I think you know sometimes when we see certain images, when we hear stories, and it, and it's easy to go there. Again, you know, I talked earlier on tonight about polarizing issues, and this is a, I mean, mental health is so complicated and so nuanced, and it's about context. And thanks for 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 bringing us all up to speed on uh, um, uh, that kind. Of, ECT is what you called it. Is that right? Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. ECT. Yeah. It's. Important, important to challenge the stereotypes, which essentially the film film, film was was all about. Dr. McIntyre, I wish we wish we had more time to to dig into to some of the the the, the positive side sides of the film as as well. But thank thanks for spending some time with me uh, here tonight on the show, Dr. Roger McIntyre. He's a professor of psychiatry and pharmacology at U of T and head of mood disorders psychopharmacology unit with the University Health Network. Thanks for joining us tonight, Dr. McIntyre. Thanks for having me. Take your care. Do you know that uh, Nurse Ratchet, I believe, as far as villains are concerned, is up there with Hannibal Lecter and Darth Vader, as far as I know. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to On Point, and my name is David Peck. <laughs> 